Hello, we're back with Firefighter Kingdom. Um, Robert Sanchez, and uh, this is Firefighter Kingdom podcast. We're happy to be back, and I have the honor to be with a good friend of mine, Elliot Gwynn. He's a captain from Rio Rancho Firefighter in New Mexico. Um, I'm excited today to have, uh, this is our series of FLSA. You know, I'm going to have this episode, another episode with an attorney talking about FLSA. But I had, I was very lucky um, for New Mexico legislature. You know, he passed one of our Senate Bill 90s, which dealt with our FLSA and contributing our pension to it. We had a problem where um, the state of New Mexico wasn't contributing all of the pension to um to our paychecks and you know I'm not, I'm not the expert on this i know a little bit you know it took me a long time to learn but i feel like uh, i have an expert in front of me that's really helped us out and he's kind of wrapped his head around it understands it and helped a lot of firefighters um in new mexico understand it and so how you doing elliot man i'm doing great it's good to be here man it's good to see you nice seeing you man Man, it's good. uh you're looking good man you're feeling you. good your smiles you yeah. do Lost weight. Uh, lost so weight. Over 100 pounds. So, so I'm feeling good. Do man. I call you, um, uh, what is it, ex-president, past president, former president? Uh, emeritus. Emeritus president. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, like so, that. Yeah, so I'm not the president of Next New Mexico Professional Firefighters anymore, but, you know, it was actually an honor to serve. It really was. and uh, We did a lot of good things, We got a lot man. of good things done. a ton of you good know, things we, for we the were, state. You're with us pounding around at that legislature, man. You know what it's like lobbying. And that was it's, tough. It's not easy, but you know you got to work politics. You got to work. You got to see who. What's the reason your things aren't passing? Who's holding it up, or for what reason? And yeah. who's holding it hostage? And you know how all that works. Oh yeah, man, know? it was a chess game, and you uh, you were the chess chess master when it came to that. It was good right. stuff. Well, with your help, we we got the FLSA, you know, passed. And you know, one of the reasons I just wanted to meet and talk about this is that you know, just traveling the country, you know. I was lucky enough to be an instructor for the IAFF, and I, you know, I travel the country teaching uh, quite a bit, and just noticing talking to firefighters, you know, I would, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but I'm almost to say that 90% of firefighters don't know how they get paid. Oh, they really don't, and I think, you know, they look at their paycheck and they just get a paycheck, and they really don't know, and that's why there's a lot of fire departments across the United States that, you know. They, they look at their picture, they get paid, and, you know, that's why there's a lot of lawsuits, class action lawsuits, because, you know, 10 years down the road, firefighters, someone who actually understands, starts looking at the paycheck and say, hey, hold on, and you guys shorted us pay, you know, this whole time. Or yep. they paid them too much, and they're trying to take it back from them. Yes. You know, so so I just, you know, I just wanted to, you know, if this is a one of two series, this is the first, uh, uh, this is the first episode, rather, of a series of the FLSA um uh series and we'll have an attorney on uh next week to be so awesome it'll be also good we could talk more legal aspects but as far as firefighters you know explain to us you know how the flsa 7k exempt and let's talk about you know exactly what in a nutshell for firefighters to understand you know firefighters sometimes you know we have to have a way we're we're all the same absolutely we like we like things simple absolutely and here's the thing man when 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 I first started in the fire service, I'm sure it's the same with you. I was 19 years old, right? And it was just, you get the job offer and you get that letter and you're like, dude, right. they're going to pay me 
to be a fireman. Right. I get to ride that truck and go to calls and, you know, turn the sirens on and pull the fire hose. And it it was, you know, it was probably one of the most exciting times in my life. Like, holy cow. Sure. For all of us, us, right? A couple weeks later, we get a paycheck and we're like, dude, they're paying me to do this. Like, I, I, I was doing this free for a couple of years and now they're paying me. This is awesome. So you get that paycheck and we're like pumped. And then we come back to work and we do the same thing. We run the calls and we go home and it's like, dang, that was fun. And you get your first structure fired, like, whoa, dude, it's so much fun. And they're paying me again. And then there's right. another paycheck. And, there's a, and you're right. We don't we don't pay attention to, you know, what those numbers are. Right. We, they tell us you're going to get paid this amount of dollars per hour and uh, and that's it. And you're like, cool. You know, 19 years old, I'm still figuring out everything, man. How to, how to figure out a, balancing a checkbook and, you know, how to pay a water bill and how do I head up electricity and like real world stuff right right right. and then that paycheck comes along we're like cool this is this is what we're supposed to do and then three years wrote down goes the road and people start talking about a pension what's that man oh do you you'll you know the older guys right now we're the older guys now right the older guys are like no you'll you'll want to pay attention to that man like cool i got they're paying me to ride this fire truck i'm not worried about that right now man i'm happy to be here we're rookies you know we're we're just we're happy right you know and we were rookies, you know, that's, you know, the older veteran firefighters, you know, they tell you, you know, you better watch your pension. You better, you know, yes. get deferred comp. You yes. better get invest your money. You Save better. your money. And you know Save what all it. of us did? We didn't no. do it. We, no, I was exactly. a stupid one, dude. I was one Same of those. Same thing. You know, Same just, thing. And then I look back 15 years. I'm already like, 15 years. And I said, damn, damn I would have done this the first year. And now we're the old guys trying yeah. to educate the young, right? right. <laughs> and that, and that's the way it kind of goes back to that FLSA stuff. So. You know, FLSA, yeah, breaking it down, it's the Fair Labor Standard Act. It was um, it's a federal law act that uh, I think was uh, enacted under President Roosevelt in 1938, long, long time ago. Right. And essentially what it was, it's a Worker Protection Act. And what it means by that is that uh, they set forth like minimum wage standards, okay? You came into a job and they're like, we're going to pay you $2 an hour. And they're like, no, the federal government says that's not a, a livable wage. Right. So you got to pay get paid this amount of dollar and this is the federal minimum wage okay right. and it sets the bare minimum at the federal level i mean states can obviously um improve it and make higher minimum wages which the state of new mexico has done that yes um, certain jurisdictions improve on that type of stuff but it's a worker protection act right and one of the things that benefit or uh, pertains to firefighters is that after a certain period of time they must pay you for time and a half so back in, you know, the olden days, as we get to call it, you know, when our parents are like, back in my day, right? you know, they could work 60 hours a week and then they would get paid for 60 straight hours. Sure. Well, FLSA came along like, no, after 40 hours that you work, you must be paid time and a half. Okay. So what it did was it protected you and I, it protected those 19 year old firemen that were like, we didn't know. We were just happy to have a job and get a little bit of income coming in. And they were the ones that were really looking out for us at that point in time. Well, in 1985, they uh, they started talking about comp time, and then professional fire departments started becoming a, a real big thing. Well, we started working a very unique schedule, right? And uh, for those of your listeners that don't know, um, in the state of New Mexico, most of our, our uh, shifts, we work 48 hours straight, and then we get 96 hours off. So we're we're home for, I'm sorry, we work for two days and then we get off for four days. And right. some of those two days, as you and I both know, I mean, you're you're up, it feels like 49 out of those 48 hours. It's sure. just nonstop busy Absolutely. calls, right? Well, we've all been there. And, and so, I mean, just with that said, um, so, you know, 
like we're talking about New Mexico, 4096 is the majority. And then we have other states, you know, in the United States that, you know, they might work 2448 or they right. might have the modified Kelly. Yes. So does a 7K, the FLSA 7K exempt is for fire and some law enforcement. Right? That's correct. So what the, the section 207K spells out is because we work a very unique schedule, we must be paid time and a half after a certain amount of hours worked. The traditional, I'll say, accountant or um, uh, public servant, ha- you know, exactly. Right. The, the zookeepers, the uh, public works people, um, they work 40 hours and after 40, on 40 hour 41, they get paid time and a half. The 206, uh, sorry, the 207K exemption So says, the traditional 40 hour work week employee gets paid 40 overtime after 40 hours. That's correct. Right. Yes. Now us with our unique schedule after... 53 hours we get paid time and a half which is you know 13 additional straight hours because we work 48 hours straight so if you looked at it from that standpoint we would if we fell into the the non-207 exemption we'd get paid eight hours of time and a half right away Um, but the 207k exemption says okay seven days if you work 53 hours you're going to get paid time and a half on starting an hour 54 and there on after and you can further break it down as to where um, in two weeks, which are most uh, fire departments get paid, right, biweekly, it's after 106 hours. So that that tells you right there that after 106 hours, you're going to get paid time and a half. And that's what the FLSA is designed to do. That's what that intention is. However, if you start mapping those out over the course of a year, you know, We can work, and when I say we, professional firefighters, um, we can work about 150 to 160 hours of overtime, regular scheduled overtime, okay? That's not taking any time off. That's not picking up additional duties, additional assignments or shift. That's just your regular 4896. You come in for two days, you go home for four, come in for two, go home for four, and you do that day in, day out for an entire year. Well, the beautiful part, well, I shouldn't say the beautiful part. Let me backtrack a little bit. We identified that through the state association back uh, 2018, 2019, where I first met you. Right. And uh, when we came up, we realized this. We're like, well, this is this is a problem. And this is a problem that only affects fire service personnel in the state of New Mexico, which is super unfortunate. Right. Everybody else in the state or uh, that belonged to our pension plan got all of their hours reported for their pension. Yeah, like public works. Yeah. Public works, um, most Love. police departments, correct. Right. Um, administrative employees, general services employees. Right. They all Mechanics. Got, mechanics, and, yeah. everybody, right? They got all of their annual salary reported. Not optional over time, but their annual salary. We identified a deficiency. And when we identified it, um, we started... We started uh, taking action and we started reaching out to our uh, senators and representatives, um, reaching out with uh, um, our pension association. And we started saying, hey, we, we have a problem. And they essentially, the, the for, for a long story short, because this was a number of years in the work, right? They said, yes, there there is a deficiency in there. However, it's in state statute. It is in the Para Act that says no overtime shall be counted for your salary. Right. And we're trying to like educate these individuals that don't understand that, you know, these aren't optional hours or additional hours or duties. This is a regular shift. We're just required to work it. And you guys, the state or the cities, counties, municipalities are required to pay it time and a half because of FLSA. That's right. all. 
Right, and so that this is Pacific New Mexico um, contributing to our pension. So basically, you know, in a nutshell, what was happening is we were working straight hours. So we weren't hitting our overtime hours, which is more than a 40-hour work week for a traditional employee, but is different for firefighters, which is over our threshold. And we'll get into that in a second. So just to make it clear is, you know, for firefighters out there in the United States is make sure if you have a, a state pension plan or a local pension plan that all of your hours, straight hours, are getting contributed because all of the traditional 40-hour work week employees that are public employees, it's being contributed 100%. That's correct. So that's what we really, that's what really I wanted to have this podcast is so firefighters could understand, make sure if you have a state or local pension plan, a government pension plan, retirement you know make sure that your reported you know straight hours are reported 100 percent. you know and that's the problem that i know a couple other states are having i had another state call me and ask me how we did it and it was an act of congress literally you know the back to the legislature true. and it took a long time and we had to figure out why it was happening and you know you know how it is explaining to you know your lobbying you know, in the state capitol and having to explain FLSA while you're walking them to the restroom just trying to catch them. Sure. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a chore in itself. And you're know? trying to educate them and you have about 30 seconds of their time. Right. As you said, they're making that walk from, you right. know, the floor to the, the restroom <laughs> and you're trying to explain them, you know, work hours and shift differentials and FLSA thresholds. and thresholds. And they're like, wait, what? You're, you're speaking a foreign language to me. Like, right. You're who with what? What is going on? It is a challenge. It is an extremely, extremely tough challenge. And, you know, one of the things, Robert, is that you nailed it on the head is like, I think in the fire service, we have some of the most brilliant minds. I think we have some of the best chefs out there. They've written dozens and dozens of books. We have people that talk about hydraulics and forcible entry and how to move water from this location to that location. And then within our department or within our service, we have people that are very um, educated, right? I'm, I'm not, I don't have a degree in mathematics. You know, I came from a public school district, but one of the things that uh, made sense was numbers and we just identified that, right? Sure. And uh, and we all have these people that we know within our departments and uh, our neighboring departments that are, are very good with that. And they just, it clicks and understands that. Right. And those are the people that should be really taking a close look to make sure that, yes, that those numbers are being reported. Right. Because it's your money. It's your pension at the end of the day. It's yours and your family's. And nobody's going to look out for it other than you. So you want to make sure that it's spot right. on accurate. Well, I mean, you know, and you hit the nail on the head. You're talking about firefighters, you know. I mean, we all know hazmat, forcible entry, extrication, wildland structure. I mean, rope rest. We all know that, you know. EMS, you know, but... You know, there is smart firefighters in all departments. I mean, yes. there's people who came, there's firefighters who came from being educators, teachers, instructors, master's degrees, doctor's degrees. And, you know, one thing I've heard, I mean, what I always like to say, you know, surround yourself with smart people, smarter than me, you know, and what, you know, the way I always look at it, if you're in a room with somebody and you're not, if you're the smartest person, if I'm the smartest person, then something's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm the smartest person in the room, this is not a good room, you know, because <laughs> I'm not the smartest guy yeah. ever, you know, but, but being smart doesn't mean, you know, knowing a lot. It is knowing the right people to surround yourself with. True. And you know? it's also in how you apply that as well. Right. You know, and, and, and you and I could sit here on this podcast and we can talk about, uh, you know, FLSA and, you know, thresholds and stuff uh, till we're blue in the face. Right. 
but it's actually applying that information and affecting a change, right? What are you going to do with that information once you figure, you know, you find something? What are you going to then do? And, and you know, we made an impact for over 2,400 professional firefighters in the state. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, um, probably a lot of those people may not even know the changes that made effect. They'll know when they, when they retire, but I guarantee, I, I guarantee you, these, you, if you, you know, if you did a poll or a, a study and ask questions, be like, do you understand how your pension works? Yeah. I would say 95% of them right. don't understand it. You said that early on in the podcast as to where they, they don't. And, and, uh, you know, we're, we're now that generation as to where we're the old guys in the fire service, right? right. You, I mean, you, you did 21, 22 plus years in the fire service. I'm getting up there as well. And it's, I felt, and I think you were in the same way as to where we felt it was our obligation to help the ones coming right. in right. below us. You know, when firefighters have a different mentality, you know, we chop each other down and joke and, you know, sometimes you have to hang in there. Sometimes I get beat up or I'll beat them back up. Yeah. But, you know, it's fun in games, you know, you tell each other things we probably shouldn't say on here, but <laughs> it's just the way we laugh. Yep. We, we enjoy our humor, you know, but, you know, what I like to say is, you know, when you're talking about rookies to veterans and, you know, I felt obligated to try to educate as much firefighters as I possibly can, you know, because I always say, and I was there too, and when we're talking about firefighters don't know how they, how they get paid, it doesn't mean that they're not, you know, they have, they're not smart or anything like that. It just means that I think that um, they're failed, they're, they failed to, they, they were failed, they didn't get educated properly. You know, they, they, we need, firefighters need to be educate themselves, you know, and I always say, you know, Sometimes when I was constantly out there trying to help firefighters across the state for labor issues, whatever, sometimes I'd say, you know, I, we're just saving them from themselves. They just don't even know sure. it. Sure, you know. And and you're and you're absolutely right. It's not that we're we're uh, you know not educated or not smart. That you said um, is that there's there's people that are really good and they specialize. You have really really brilliant paramedics and you have really brilliant driver engineers that just know exactly how to line stuff up. Absolutely. And you've got brilliant forcible entry guys and then there's hazmat guys like the chemistry they're like, "Oh, if you mix this with this, it creates that." I'm like, "Damn, right. dude. Right. I don't even know how that clicks, right?" Right. Me, it was just a numbers thing. And, you know, one of the things that I, I want to make a, a point on, and I hope that this, if they, if anybody, if your listeners take one thing away from this, is that this was a state issue. You know, we had tried correcting it or solving it at a local issue, right? And I'm sure that there was other departments we networked with through the state association. They're like, oh, we've been trying to fix this for years, and we've been trying to fix this with our city council, and we've been trying to work this with our county commission. And... This really, really shows the power of the state association coming together because this was a state issue. This right. was not, uh, you know, an Albuquerque fire rescue or Bernalillo County, Rio Rancho, Santa Fe, Carlsbad, any of those places. This was a statewide issue right. and all of the other departments that fell in, in line with that. So and, each and every firefighter in the state of New Mexico, because of Senate Bill 90, is getting extra money in their paycheck. A hundred percent. Not extra in their paycheck, but in, well, their, in pension, their pension. Rather. Reported to their pension. So for the Absolutely. rest of their lives, when they get their monthly pension check, yes, they're going to be getting that Senate Bill 90 is going to... It's going to affect them. And, for and the, the rest thing, of their life. And, you know, and the thing is, is that it's not... Um, it's not uh, Putting them above the other pension plans, it just puts them in line right. with everybody else exactly. that was Absolutely. got 100% reported. We were just asking for equitable pension. That was Absolutely. it. And that was the thing for that. And, right. you know, and I, and I feel bad for a lot of my friends just like yours are retired and they've reached out after the fact and they're like, 
is this going to affect me? And unfortunately, it doesn't because it kicked in when uh, the governor signed it in July 1st, uh, July 2nd of uh, 2021. That was a a ceremonious day for for us. We remember that for sure. That was a big, big day. And when she signed that bill, that's when it kicked in. Um, Unfortunately, it wasn't, nobody really took action prior to that. I shouldn't say nobody took action. Maybe there were people. um, I just was not aware of them. Right. When we discovered it at the state, when we brought it to the state level, the state took it. And we're like, no, we're going to reach out to our senators, our representatives, and we're going to we're going to affect this change. And then when we did affect that change, we actually implemented it. So now moving forward from here till, you know, the however the uh, pension plan gets resolved, or you know, it's actually on a good track right now. It's going to affect our professional firefighters throughout the state of New right. Mexico, and it's a challenge because across the country there are other pension systems. Some uh, I was speaking with uh, some locals from um, Houston Fire, and uh, they have similar issues. But it's uh, a Houston um, city; they have their own pension system. Uh, other states are, are other uh, fire departments are run by state. Some are county. It, it, it just varies across the country. The thing about FLSA is it, it protects us. And yes, you're right. You need to empower, you know, your listeners to make sure that those numbers are getting reported accurately. And if they're not, they need to they need to identify they it. Need and to fix come it up for sure. Yeah, and you know, so and that you know that you know our discussion right now is you know about the state of Mexico pension system, but I'm sure other states out there have the same problem. And but let's let's talk about just to you know we can we, this could probably be a three hour conversation or longer. You know, it could be a week class, you know, it sure. could be a, a five day, you know, eight hours a day class um, for to actually understand. But in a nutshell, you know, let's let's talk about let's talk about how uh, 28 day and 14 day cycles work on the sure. FLS. And is there only 28 day and 14 day or is no, there other cycles? There are other cycles. You can go from seven to 28 day cycles okay. uh, per the uh, FLSA 207K. And how does that affect... Fire department. So what it is, is depending on the type of shift that you work, there's, you know, a bunch of unmodified Kellys. There's 2448s, 4896s. Um, I think one of our federal fire departments does a 24 on, 24 off for a period. Of, it's a, there, there's a dozen, there's a lot of different types of schedules out there. 12 day, 12 night. Yes. It's something. a very right. unique deal. And, and I'm sure that works for them. Okay. But what that states is that, let's just break it down. We'll start with smaller numbers. So in seven days, depends whatever schedule that service has, after 53 hours, they're going to get paid time and a half, okay? Regardless, whether it's mandatory overtime or So it's not 56, it's 53. 53, correct. Okay. Okay. And then you bump it up to a 14-day, which most places um, get paid every two weeks, right? So we'll call that a 14-day FLSA cycle. So after 14 days, 106 hours. So if they worked 106 in week one and nothing in week two, they're going to get 106 hours. So the 106 hours is the threshold. That's correct. And the threshold is anything after over that. a 106, 106 hours threshold is time and a half. That is correct. And that's okay. where the FLSA protection comes into play. Okay. And then you can go all the way up to a 28-day cycle. So you double the 14-day and go to a 28-day. And some municipalities and counties have adopted that. 
And there's pros and cons to each. Um, What's the threshold in a 2080? It's 212 hours. 212. So it's overtime after 212 hours threshold. That's correct. That's after 28 days, correct? That's right. Okay. So, you know, there are pros and it's cons. Um, when you start dealing with the various aspects, essentially it's, if you have a consistent schedule, 2448s, 4896s, modified Kellys, and then you work an optional or extra duty shift in there, it just essentially spells out when you're going to get paid out on that um, that time and a half, okay. if that makes sense. So on the 28th day, you won't get that half hour on each hour of overtime until after 28 days. That's correct. And usually okay. they call those, um, most fire service personnel will call that your FLSA check. So you might have like a small check and then a really big check with overtime built into it. Right. That's when your FLSA is getting paid out. Now, the thing about that is you have to have somebody in your payroll and accounting and finance department being really Johnny on the spot when it comes to that because they're tracking those numbers through that period of time, right? But it's also up to the individual to make sure that they're getting paid correctly as well. Don't take anything for face value. So, you know, it it is math heavy involved, but it, it just varies. You know, if you have a seven-day cycle and you work 53 and then you pull up an extra shift on there, you get paid that overtime at that end of that day. Right. If you go after that, say you do a 14 day, you get paid time and a half after 106. So that's all that the 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 various differences are with that. And that's where the FLSA, the 207K exemption spells it out specifically for fire service personnel. Now I also do want to make one point about that is it's fire personnel specific. So one of the questions that uh, I think we were posed a few years ago from the legislature is, does it affect EMS-only services? Most fire departments across the country um, have adopted uh, EMS and hazmat and various, but their primary job is fire suppression, okay? And then you have uh, private EMS agencies. Um, you know, there's there's a, a, a number of them on that, that are out there and across the country, across the world. Unfortunately, FLSA 207K does not pertain to them because it spells out fire suppression only. So it does spell out paramedics, EMTs um, that conduct fire suppression that are working for a county municipality or an agency having jurisdiction, things of that nature. Those private EMS services, uh, which are EMTs and paramedics, uh, fall in a different FLSA category, not the 207K exemption. That's just for fire and law enforcement only. Right, right. You know, we talk, it is a complicated issue, you know, because I, I have firefighters call me from around the country sometimes because they, they, they've they heard about, you know, I had to, you know, get educated in this. I forced myself to get educated and it, it's still hard and I still don't know everything. I'm, I don't consider myself an expert, but I consider, I know a lot, but not an expert. But, you know, one of the calls I get is how do they get, you know, 120, 120, 90, 96 or 105, sure. you know, how, and they, and they're, and, you know, so they're trying to calculate and here we go, it's confusion again, but make it as easy as possible is it depends where you start in your end. Yes. Right? It could either end at midnight or you can end the next morning. So exactly. if your shift gets off, you have shift change at 0700 or 0900 or whatever, it all depends on those numbers, which makes it what your checks are, correct? That's correct. So, you know, you're exactly right, Robert. And when it comes to that, let's just say your pay period starts on a Monday, okay? But because your shift, you got off Sunday morning at zero seven o'clock in the morning, right? You're going to go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday until your next fire shift, right? Even though the pay period started on Monday, 
That's a 4896. On a 4896. Right. And you can break that down into yeah. various things. I think that's just the easiest one to, right. to sure. flow with over the uh, over the radio. So your first shift starts on that Wednesday. Well, then you get 48 hours, but then you're off. You know, you work Wednesday, Thursday, and then you're off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So when you march it out over the period, it's a six-day before shift, right? Two days of on-duty stuff and then four days off. Your work week is seven days. So it's always kind of slowly rotating backwards when you look at a shift calendar, right? If you, sure. you know, the shift calendars that uh, they put on a, you know, they send out like fire trucks and cool stuff like that. Sure, yeah. And, and so what you do is you just essentially mark a line in there and just from your seven day and you can move it down to 14 day, you can move down to a 28 day. You just count the hours that you work in that right. point in time. So and what's if, the threshold in the seven day? It's 53 hours. So oh, in okay. fifty in seven days, if you work 53 hours or uh, anything threshold above that. 53 hours over that's time and a half. That's correct. Okay. And, and then, then the 14 day is 106. That's correct. And then a 28 day is. 212. 212. Okay. Yeah. And those, those, those numbers are very important for us. And we forget a lot of stuff. We have to re- remember, you know, certain medication drips. You have to pump calculations, you know. All of those different things, right? And then those numbers get sometimes we kind of forget about those things. Usually when the finance department inputs, you know, those codes into their accounting software, it actually marches it out. But again, some departments, some, excuse me, some cities, some uh, counties and municipalities, they have one payroll person, right? And some departments that are larger may have multiple, but the one that the one person has to, who's usually used to like a 40 hour work week, and then you start throwing in a fire department schedule and it's speaking a foreign language to them. So that's where it's up to us to empower these individuals to make sure they fully understand it and also verify that that's correct. After 53 hours and seven days, if that's what your jurisdiction adopted, you get time and a half. If it's 14 days, 106, anything after that is time and a half. Sure. And you just keep moving that on. Um, and that's why it's important. I mean, that law was designed to protect us. Right. And right. and there's been a you know a dozen different amendments throughout the course of the years, but those thresholds are important because that's where it tells you and I when we are getting paid straight time, and when we're getting paid time and a half. Right. And that time right. and a half, you know, in the fire service, we're not in it to be rich. Right. We we believe in the greater cause. So every little bit helps, especially right. in you know times where you know, it's historic, you know, uh, inflation and gas prices are high and sure. that, that helps out for, you know, a sole provider of a family, you know, that's that half time, that time and a half makes a big difference. Sure. It does. You know, and like you said, we're, I didn't get in the fire service to get rich and, you know, obviously not, you know, so, no. <laughs> no. But, you know, but, you know, then again, you know, it's, it's an honorable job, you know, and it was a privilege for me to, to, uh, to work in the fire service and I'll never, I would never trade it for anything, you know? Um, but what I did want to do is, you know, I just wanted to have this podcast just so in a nutshell, you know, um, firefighters can understand. So, you know, firefighters, we love this. We like this basic, we just, just tell me how to understand it easy. You yes. Know? You know, um, but we you know what I wanted to do is, you know, get it out there in, in, uh, in our social media and our Facebook and, uh, Twitter and uh, TikTok and stuff like that, and 
And I'm working. I want to get a card, just an easy card, just kind of just basic things to send out. Talk about the seven day cycle, fourteen day cycle, twenty eight day cycle. Say what the thresholds are, and that way, just you know, so they can kind of look at it. So firefighters can try to understand how they're getting paid because we want to know how we get paid. And I'm not saying municipalities, counties, states, governments. I'm not saying they're purposely trying to rip off firefighters. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that the timekeeper or the the employee that's doing time calculations for the fire service may not totally understand how FLSA works. So it might be an oversight. Yes. You know, you're absolutely right. And and there could be the, uh, the, the opposite side, right? Either you're, you're not getting paid your time and a half or they have it calculated incorrectly on your FLSA, a wrong FLSA code, and they're getting paid time and a half after 40 hours. Right. And then that's when they come back to the employee or the fireman and say, hey, you owe us, you know, $7,000 because we overpaid you. And they start trying to take it out of your check. And you're like, dude, I get paid 40 grand a year. Now you want to take, you know, almost 20% of my pay away um, because of your error. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that that's a great idea. And I completely agree. I don't think that there's any type of, um, uh, maliciousness in somebody trying to um, not pay them accurately. It's just usually an oversight is what we've observed for the most part and people not understanding it, you right. know? And I think that that would be a great thing, a great small resource. One of the other resources that I will put out there is the international put out um, an FLSA kind of a, I'm going to say a guidebook, um, but the guidebook, I think it's over a hundred pages deep, you know, but it talks about, FLSA code, it talks about uh, comp time and it talks about case law, um, cases that were either ruled in favor or overturned. Um, And that information is super, super helpful. And those are that guidebook right there. And it was put out with our general counsel in association with the international. And that guidebook was super helpful when it came to a lot of things, understanding when you want to get really deep into the weeds of FLSA. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I was with the IFF for a lot of years, you know, I was a PEP instructor. I was, you know, state president in New Mexico, you know, I was on our executive board for Local 244. And you're also on your executive board for Rio Rancho and IFF and everything, you know. So we've been well-educated from IFF and and thanks to them for helping us out on, you know, a lot of questions that we've had, you know. But, uh, yeah, you know, so again, you know, I just want to make sure that – Firefighters are getting paid correctly and they know how they're getting paid. Yes. You know, it's just like, you know, you don't want a, an oversight to either, you know, have a class action lawsuit where you're having to pay for attorneys to sue. So you're losing some of your money that you actually owe to you because yep. you're paying for attorneys, attorney's fees, yes. legal fees. And then if, if they're paying you too much, well, then they're going to want their money back because they're going right. to go to get audited by the by a government agency, by the state auditor's office or whatever in, in – in different states, however, they get audited, and they're gonna they're gonna want to know where the money went. How come you're you're paying them too much? And then they're gonna want their money back, and right. then it causes a problem there. You know, like you said, if they was if, if the firefighter, you know, the men and women that are, are fighting fire, they paid an extra seven thousand a year. They're gonna want their seven thousand dollars back. And if and if you're lucky, they'll say, okay, we'll do it in you know twenty six payments, which is if you get paid every other week that's twenty six pay periods. I mean still, you know, or they might want it in two lump sums or one lump sum or or I mean, you know, one lump sum or they might want it, you know, half it between I mean, so I mean, who can afford seven thousand dollars? You know, it's just uh And you know, the thing in the fire service is we have the operational schedule, which we've been primarily talking about, right? The forty eight ninety sixes. 
Well, there's other job duties within the fire service as well that are sworn positions. You know, our uh, fire marshal's office division uh, is a 40-hour work week. Our uh, training staff is on a 40-hour work week. So, you know, when these individuals go from point A to point B, they either go operational or they go to 40, their pay changes, their hourly pay changes, their annual salary stays the same, but their pay changes. So then when their pay changes or their work, um, their job description changes, their FLSA coding changes as well. So they're right. no longer, you know, that 40-hour administrative individual, whether in uh, training or um, whatever this, the job role that function that they're in, you know, their their FLSA is now no longer the 2K. It's on a different. So, you know, when you interchange those job descriptions, that payroll person has to make sure that that job um that FLSA code right. is adop- uh, changed as well. Right. Otherwise, like you said, we run into those problems where they're overpaid or underpaid right. because it, it then it creates a, a whole nother issue. And we see that frequently all the time. It happens a lot. All a lot the more time. than you think. And, you know, so so FLSA is a federal government that if it's a it's an act correct the federal That's government right. so but it, it affects all public employees government state local city county yes. municipalities but the FLS the FLS uh, FLSA seven K exempt is specific to fire service and law enforcement as well for suppression That's correct and some law enforcement yes. not all right not not all because they have to adopt it um and without getting into the weeds too much right. um some law right. enforcement agencies but it spells it out. Right. On, on how they get, when they get time and a half is right. the big thing about the two, the section K of the, the 207 right. Fair Labor Standard Act. Right. And then it, it just, this conversation is good because it's in a nutshell. It's a very beginning of if, just to get, start learning about it and making sure you're getting paid correctly. And, you know, and uh, we can get into the weeds and this is a whole other five hour conversation, but you can start talking about sleep time. Oh my goodness. Subtracting sleep time. And it, that's a whole you other incorporate, conversation. Uh, compensation uh, or comp time, longevity pay, calculations. You're absolutely Incentive right. pay. Oh my goodness. Uh, Robert, it. you know exactly how difficult that is. And right. you're right. This is, we're trying we might be sounding like we're speaking a foreign language right here, right. you know, right. um, and we're not trying to be, we're trying to make it simple. And I'm a visual guy, right? Like you have to write stuff up on the dry yeah, erase board or, you know, right with crayons. Exactly. Colors, right? For me, yeah. And need. keep yeah. the flavored ones away from me. Cause I'll probably start nibbling yeah, on them. The scratch and sniff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a little mustache when yeah. you're done, but you're absolutely right. And, and, and in all seriousness, that's how I first started. When we first started educating people on right. 207K was, we drew out on an Excel spreadsheet. Okay, we put seven days and then we put a 40 and we just kind of rotate. Okay, in this week, we worked, you know, 96 hours. And this week, we worked 144. And you start spelling it out and you start showing where your time and a half is. And that's when people are like, oh, now I get it. Sometimes you have to do that in sure. order to get like a foundation right. of understanding of how right. that works. And most firefighters, including myself, I'm probably one of the worst that I need visual. You know, I need, no, I, I want way. you to write it down. Give me a paper. Just write same it down. Same way, you know? my friend. Same you way. Know? And how do we do it? You know, I write something down. I push the paper to you. Write it down. Push it to exactly. me. And we're like, okay, we finally figured it out. But, and that's how it, and sometimes that's how it is. And there's no, questions. it's no insult to anybody. It's just right. the way, it's a learning style, right? right? For me. That's, that's the big sure. thing about that. And you're right. We're we're trying to you know narrow it down into when we start the thresholds, right? right. When we get that time and a half, and whatever the the uh, agency is adopted, that's the number that they need to to right. remember, right? right? And then there's the fact if you take a vacation day, where what do you call it? Uh, pay time off, PTO, or right. whatever it's called. 
vacation, PTO, the, I mean, whatever, you and, know. And those are... Uh, that's um, not time work, so it might not be counted unless it's in the contract. Well, that's correct. Right. And that's where the collective bargaining comes into play because right. it can spell it out. FLSA does not spell out what counts as time worked and what doesn't, right? right? In most incidents. So you're correct. So if they take a vacation day, whether it's vacation or PTO, however they have that, um, you know, does that count as time work? Does it not? That's where collective bargaining comes into play. And right. You know, the power of the unions to have a seat at the negotiating table to negotiate those things and to benefit their, get better working Absolutely. conditions, that's that's powerful, right? It is. Because that's that's money in that individual's right. pocket. But, you know, for IAFF firefighters out there, you know, um, that, you know, you have a CBA's contract. You know, some states are, you know, do, some states don't, you know, right to work states, and it's a whole other conversation. But um, just because I've had a firefighter say, well, we put it in our contract, but, you know, the FLSA 7K Exempt Act um, supersedes the contract. And we have to remember that it supersedes state law. It's law. It's federal law. Right. So it's federal law. So it supersedes state law, supersedes contract, it supersedes policy and procedures in your department. So you have to remember that you can put it in your contract all, all you want, but it's not going to fly. That's correct. So you can go... Um uh, you can empower it and, and you negotiate. can make it better. You can make it better. Correct. So instead of getting paid uh, overtime at 212 hours, if the union is able to negotiate, you know, we're going to get paid overtime at 190, 190 hours. Right. And we're going to get paid double time. That's, they can do that. They're not right. violating federal law. What right. they cannot do is agree to say, we're going to get paid time and a half after 250 hours. Right. Because now you're violating federal law at that point. Right. Um, and I haven't heard a case that I don't think that that would be a reality, but that would be an example. You right. cannot allow that contract to supersede any type of federal, state, or county law sure. or city law incorporated. Sure. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right on that type of stuff. You can make it better. And that's the beautiful thing about collective bargaining to make those working conditions a lot better for those certain circumstances. Right. Absolutely. So and with that said, you know, um, stay tuned. Uh, uh, so I'm, we're going to try to start being firefighter kingdom back up. We're like on Splitzer, Spotify, iTunes, pretty much everywhere we get. So keep in mind, uh, you know, the studio I was, I was doing a firefighter kingdom podcast that, um, stopped when the pandemic started because the studio had to close. And then, so we're getting started after the pandemics. So we're back in. Um, you can find us on Facebook, um, Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, the Firefighter Kingdom. And you can find, uh, you can email firefighterkingdom at outlook.com. It's firefighterkingdom at outlook.com. And if you want to have information, want information on the show or an idea to, uh, have a show or be on my podcast or, you know, or information on FLSA, go ahead and email that and I'll, we'll get it to you. And also, you know, we're in the process of selling Firefighter Kingdom coffee and uh, that's coming down the road. So if you look on Facebook, you'll see we're starting to do that and it's uh, quality coffee and a certain percentage goes to a good, uh, great nonprofit firefighter cause. And we'll have more um, information on that in the next podcast. And I'd like to thank you, Elliot, man. You're a true friend of mine, and thank you for you know walking those hallways in in Santa Fe and the and the roundhouse there at our state capitol and getting this done. You know, like I said, I had to surround myself with someone smarter than me than to get it done. You know, and that's you know just um, if I have any advice to give firefighters out there that are you know taking on uh, these types of endeavors, I guess I would call them um, surround yourself with good people. I mean, 
Not everybody knows everything, including myself. I mean, you know what? Mm-hmm. I might be good at basketball. You might be good at golf. Yeah. You know, it, just you I'm know. good at taking naps. Yeah, well, I'm good at too. I'm good <laughs> if I'm good at anything. I'm good at laying down. I'll even get bed sores laying down so much. You know. But uh, Robert, it was a pleasure, man. It's an honor to be here, and it's good to see you again. Right. This is. This is very impactful, and I hope that your listeners out there um, are able to get a little bit of a spark and kind of reassess and make sure everything is good and reported. And, and if it's not, have a plan of action on how to execute it. Right. Absolutely. And again, thanks for being on the show. And, uh, you know, we, again, Firefighter Kingdom at Outlook.com. You know, we have Firefighter Kingdom Coffee coming. And then uh, I just uh, lost over 100 pounds. I mean, not quick, but I'm going to have uh, how I actually did that in the plan help you and it's not impossible is it hard hell yeah it's hard but it's not impossible look good thank you thank you very much and we're out again so see you again again firefighter outlook firefighter kingdom rather firefighter kingdom at outlook.com thank you